Welcome to episode 30 of Expanding Beyond. Um, it's Christmas season here. I ran our last uh, retro on Friday and it was an all Santa themed <laughs> retro, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> I just missed the music, but uh, maybe next time. Uh, how are you doing, Monica? I am doing very Christmassy. Uh, actually, right now, I, I swear to God, I'm wearing Christmas sweater. I just bought another one, one of those terrible Christmas sweaters, and it's beautiful. It's generally beautiful. It's called nice. Santa Claus, and there's a dinosaur on it. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> and I'm in the process of decorating the house, so it's good. Yeah, I'm I'm drinking Feuerzangenbowle out of a what? Christmas market mug from, let's see, 2005. <laughs> I'm old. Yes, we are old. <laughs> yeah. I have a bottle of Glühwein, bio Glühwein, that my company sent me. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll open it tomorrow when I'll have a virtual uh, Glühwein uh, get together with uh, a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And I also have a Christmas market mug in the form of a boot, the shape of a boot. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So yes, we have a problem. Oh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you have a problem. Yeah, you, you already ate all the Christmas cookies I sent you, right? Yes. <laughs> they were very good. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> and I cannot put them in the in the advent calendar. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you have to eat them all. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, Call of Duty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I mean, I have more of those Christmas cookies here, of course. <laughs> and um, I've, my wife might make even more. Let's see. And yeah, I don't know. It's The kids are in school. It's all okay, I guess. Good. At least for the situation. <laughs> yes. <We're in> here. <laughs> Given the circumstances, everything is fine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are humans after all. We are always adjust and then... If, Humans are very resilient, yes. Yeah. All right, so you have a project to talk about, <laughs> I guess. Yes. I just, <laughs> I was here typing, what did Monica uh, do since last episode? And I didn't know. If, what I wanted to, to say is that the project has been a roller coaster in the past week. And now it looks like Project Roller Coaster. I found that it's a beautiful name. <laughs> so I think yeah. I'm going to rename it that way also in the company documentation. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yes. So my team is taking care of uh, helping the company scale uh, and uh, uh, by tackling um, one of our uh, current uh, less than perfect a solution for checking if uh, our users have a subscription or not. Mm -hmm. If you have questions, of course, just just shoot. Yeah. Uh, so we have a few, uh, I think I said it also in the past, we have the service oriented architecture. And um, often, I mean, until now, it was okay with the kind of numbers we had uh, of user um, using the app. Uh, it was kind of okay for the services to call each other internally with you know, uh, HTTP calls, nothing, nothing fancy. It's a RESTful API in the end. Um, we put in place a message bus uh, to um, share uh, some information. So to go 
slowly, sadly, towards an async kind of uh, communication. But until a couple of years ago, we were consciously, uh, we consciously decided to always have um, fresh information about the user subscription. Especially mm -hmm. when someone purchased, you don't want them, you know, to just look at the app as like, I just purchased, why am I not allowed to use the paid version of the app? Anyways, so with the current numbers, we are growing and therefore it's not enough anymore. So we're tackling this project for the whole company. So the current way is that you always make a call to check, am I allowed to see yes. this basically? Fundamentally, yes. We put a layer of cash on top of that, but I'm not very fond of cash. So I think I said this already once uh, in one of our chats, caches are not bad per se, but they come with some challenges and um, mm -hmm. they do. Yes. And there is so much more that you can do before putting a cache on your system to improve the performance that I see it kind of like a cheat code. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, or a band aid, maybe. Yeah. I mean, DHH tweeted what two days ago, one day ago. That, I mean, both Shopify and uh, I, th I think also Stripe. I mean, they're using Rails and it's nothing fancy, right? Like it's the same framework we all use. There's yeah. just, you just have to find ways for it to work. GitHub is all on Rails. I mean, it can scale. Yeah. Um, so be smart uh, and don't over-engineer, but also don't be cheap and just use the first tool you have. That That's okay for, uh, again, salvage operations, <laughs> for survival, <laughs> that's okay. But then you need to start and look, you know, uh, in the long run. Uh, so that's uh, fundamentally, yes, our services call each other in a synchronous way to get this uh, fresh kind of information. Plus also the clients ask uh, every now and then uh, fresh information to the to our payment service. So whenever the payment service is down, nothing works. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yay, uh... SOA. <laughs> Yay, SOA. There's a whole literature on how to uh, how to structure uh, your system so that it's resilient to this kind of problems. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one potential solution is, you know, to distribute the information locally to the other services. Like they don't need to process the, how a subscription is canceled or it's uh, renewed or stuff like that. And just to have to know locally what what's the status of the user and they just need a handful of, attributes and that's that. So uh, it comes with other challenges, like maybe the information can get stale uh, or um, it's not super updated, gets out of sync, blah, blah, blah. So there's other challenges there. In that way, it shouldn't fail if the payment service fails, but we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a new way of, uh, we are implementing a new way to um, uh, to get that information and to share that across services with a slightly different approach. It's not even this. And um, fundamentally, it's kind of like an authorization token. Uh, that's what we what we share. We provide this piece of information to the client and then the client is sending it to the to the endpoints that are uh, that it's calling and 
guess what? The service can understand, yes, it's valid or not. Basically JWT or similar. Similar to that. Yes. Uh, it's a, it's not exactly JWT, but I mean, potato, potato, it's yeah. the same stuff. I mean, same concept, the yes. server side generates it and then the client just always sends it and doesn't know what it contains, but exactly the other side can decode it again. Yeah. 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 I said potato, potato, because we're in Germany, otherwise it's tomato, tomato. Anyway. Yeah. It's too cold. Well, it's too cold for both, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. They're not in season. <laughs> um, this is a kind of project that doesn't touch only uh, my team. We mm. are fun changing a fundamental piece of the architecture. Um, therefore, all these endpoints that are using that will need to use this token uh, will also need to be updated. And there are a few endpoints that, you know, other teams are working on. Um, so on Monday, one of the engineers in my team issues the pull request by chance, uh, another, uh, a, a member of another team sees it. And it's like, out of curiosity, why are you doing this? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we explained a little bit and I was like, Yes, but that means we have to maintain two versions of our code for we don't know how much. And this is a part of the app that we're heavily going to experiment on. So it's kind of a lot of work for us. Can you just not do it? Um, they, they were very nice, frankly, like they were extremely graceful in handling. This. <laughs> they could, I would have table flipped. So huge respect for not doing that. <laughs> Um, maybe so, they did, but then they deleted mm, that first message and started over. Could be, could be. I'm not <laughs> as fast as I was at reading notifications because I just received too many. Uh, <laughs> there was this tweet the other day. It was like Slack is Kafka for humans. And it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Out of the conversation with this other team, what I realized was that a fundamental piece of information was missing from the knowledge that other teams had on what we are doing. It was hidden on uh, in a document uh, that only my team is looking at with a note that I assigned to the irony myself saying, and this needs to be communicated to the other teams. <laughs> <laughs> Guess you didn't do that. Hmm. Ta -da! Yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, why am I saying this is extremely uh, ironic? Is that I am the one that sounds like a broken record about communication, how much communication is important, how people should be uh, aware, how documentation should be accessible by everyone, how you need to repeat things until people repeat it back to you as if it was their idea. And, you know, yep. uh, the irony of this is not... Uh... Lost on you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So one of my favorite reaction gifts, the dude with the iron, that it's ironing his face, that says, oh, the irony, that, that was me. <laughs> that was me on Tuesday. I was like, what have I done? <laughs> um, and all of this uh, required us to slightly change our, slightly to 
consistently change our approach mm -hmm. right after I announced the approach to the whole company on the Friday before. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, that's Project Roller Coaster. I mean, but on the other hand, hadn't you sort of talked about the project on Friday, the other people probably wouldn't have looked at the PR, right? That sort of... That talk was more of, was an attempt at um, evangelizing towards the company what the project was about. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've noticed is that, uh, again, people notice engineering work only when it doesn't work. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, in addition to that, um, I am slowly realizing uh, that one of the problems that we have as engineers, again, to really be able to uh, bring forward what is important in conversations in the company is that we cannot speak the language of the rest of the company. So very often we, I wouldn't say that we hide, but we are so used to talk in technical terms that people cannot grasp. It's like, I don't know, I remember me looking at a, a talk from someone from marketing talking about CAC and CO and CR and ROI and I don't know how many other acronyms. Mm -hmm. And like my brain was like, what? I'm stupid. Yes. Um, and it's the other way around. Of right. Course. What I'm trying to do is that if we really want to talk eye to eye, speak eye to eye with the rest of the company, we have to be able, I mean, I'm not saying anything fancy, like there's plenty of evangelists out there or DevRel uh, advocates and, and whatnot. Um, but within our company, at least we need to be able to explain better what we do and why it's important for the good of the company. It's not because engineers like to, I don't know, sit in front of the computer 20 hours a day for the sake of it. Anyways, so that, that talk was very high level. Yeah. And it didn't really explain this specific detail because this is not even about the approach that we took overall. It, it is one detail of the rollout of, uh, of the project that is causing issue to other, to other teams. Mm -hmm. Okay. What I think I missed, because frankly speaking, the responsibility is on me, the accountability of the project is on me, but that's, that's a, a, a side, um, uh, it's a side effect of being the manager in that team, the engineering manager, but the responsibility of it was on me. Uh, so that's why I say I missed, um, was that I was, I think. I was relying, we're going to have a postmortem. That's why I say I'm thinking. I think I was relying too much on um, the engineers talking in, uh, we have a backend weekly. So usually mm -hmm. the engineers in there, they share what they're working on. And I was relying on either that or, you know, some conversations happening, like how the approach sounds, blah, blah, blah. And those conversations weren't happening. Yeah, especially now it's yeah. there's less less chance to do that. Also, yes, right. So it's my usual my usual problem. I'm assuming 
this is something my manager always tells me don't assume ever ever don't assume <laughs> and every time i do i'm like damn it i knew it that this would be a problem i assumed <laughs> something <laughs> yeah but but going back to the to the point of of uh engineers being somewhat uh invisible and not being well understood mm. i mean that that's also happening uh at our company and what we've been doing is that every every three months roughly we do sort of a 45 to one hour meeting where we explain what we did in the last months in in sort of broad strokes and mm -hmm. sometimes it's fairly technical things that we do uh, but of course we try to explain them in a way that is understandable to everyone like pictures of cables that are crossed <laughs> and are, are a mess representing the spaghetti code and stuff like that and I mean, I got compliments for my slides because they were understandable. I can send <laughs> pictures. They were pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this is this is also your point was that is not uh, that is it for the good of the company, but I think it is also important for the for the developers to feel appreciated. Absolutely. I think that's important because otherwise that so quickly goes 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 and sort of lowers the motivation and yeah yeah definitely recognition is um extremely important i mean we all like to know that we have done a good job mm -hmm. it's nice every now and then to also hear it that's nice <laughs> yeah. um it depends on how intrinsically motivated you are but i mean we're not all Buddhist monks, uh, Buddhist monks. So uh, I guess that. <laughs> um, so there is that. I mean, especially in this day and age, tech is a fundamental piece of uh, of of companies in general. Uh, so it, I think it's only fair that it it is the importance of it is. Um, acknowledged uh, it's not even recognized it's acknowledged like yeah. that is what keeps the car humming as much as any other departments yeah and i think it's also it also helps with with sort of communication between the departments when yes. when you realize that it's just normal people there <laughs> yeah basically and you can even if you don't fully understand what you do you know that they're trying to do their best to to help and make the company successful because sometimes it just happens that you you sort of when you don't really understand what the other departments are doing then you sort of assume the worst and then it's downhill pretty quickly that's why i'm 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 also starting to be very cautious in throwing the usual buzzwords around like refactoring tech debt that kind of stuff because it's something that we as engineers, we do understand what's the impact of those things and the impact of not doing some of those things. Mm -hmm. um, but because it's a label, um, it's a, yeah, it's a label. Uh, it's a label that, you know, it's an umbrella term for so many things for people that are not in our uh, world, 
it's extremely difficult to understand what that means. So we use it as a shortcut, but unless they have experience, like they haven't already worked in, in, in a certain context, it's extremely difficult to make that go across, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that causes the problem. Oh, well, we need to refactor. What does that mean? What, what, what is it that you need to do? Um, we have to code. That doesn't mean anything, right? It's like, duh. <laughs> so there's that. And, and I agree with you. I think it's extremely important also for, it seems stupid, but I think it's important also for retention, um, uh, retaining people because they feel appreciated, because it's not just yet another day in the life of someone. Uh, mm. that's, a, that's a big deal if you want to have a certain kind of environment. I mean, it's also fine to say, okay, we are the McDonald's of the tech industry. We don't care. That's fair. At least people know. <laughs> they know what they yeah. get themselves into. And that's okay. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, my slides were nice. My voice was trembling <laughs> because I was like, okay, this is the whole company listening to me. So, I mean, it wasn't the whole company. It was like probably one third, but that's okay. It's already enough people. It's like, <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. In theory, it could be the whole company. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a... So there was that. And I knew halfway the presentation that I was going too technical. So my brain was also like, while I was talking, my brain was telling me constantly, this is not going to fly. Nobody's understanding you right <laughs> now. Nobody. I mean, there was my boss, so he knew. <laughs> there was also the architect. He knew. That's okay. <laughs> but everybody else was like, yeah. Yeah. Then you've learned something for next yes. time. True, true. Okay, I guess we've covered that topic then. Yes. More or less. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we'll, you'll keep us up to date on how it turns <laughs> On Project Roller Coaster, yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and the second topic you wanted to cover um, is you entitled it The Difference Between a Title and a Role. Yes. Um, huh. This is a... This is a hard one. Um, there's a, there's different, there's a different, there's different ways to approach what you do on a daily basis. Um, it depends on how you take it. So, I mean, we all know that we have a title that that's something that comes with having a job uh, mm -hmm. and there's that. Um, the reason why I was talking about the difference between a title and a role, and I would also add a set of responsibilities, it's um, it's because it comes extremely. It is a it is a difficult thing to tackle when you are more in a leadership position. What I'm trying to say here, but probably I'm just rambling because I don't know how to approach the uh, the thing. Anyways. What I'm trying to say is that leadership, whatever kind of leadership, is not necessarily tied to a title. Mm -hmm. We all read, you know, the newest literature on how everybody's a lead, everybody's a leader, everybody is uh, like as a, in, in the new wave of management, your main responsibility is to enable everyone in the organization to be a leader. What does that mean? Is that that means that people 
develop a certain set of competences and uh, of skills that allow them to be autonomous, to be driven, to be motivated, and to do their best job they can. So when you are in a position of leadership, do you really need to have a title for that? And that's where things start to become a bit uh, uh, shaky for me. Yeah. So I, I could see two things, two points why a title might be useful. One is, of course, you want to have this on your CV for mm -hmm. later on. Absolutely. <laughs> and the second one, I think it's also um, good for the rest of the company. I mean, in your team, it's probably fine because everyone knows what you're doing and that you either are leading or leading in a certain way, in a certain area. But as as bigger as as bigger as if companies get bigger and there's more people that are not as intimately connected to you, it's sometimes it's important, I guess, to know at least, for example, as a team lead, that title seems to be important because mm. that's the person everyone would talk to or that has the authority to sort of decide stuff, right? But this is where sometimes, I mean, I, I tend to agree, especially on the part of the CV. I am one of those in the company that keeps saying that we need to provide people with titles because that is what is commercial. That's currency that you have on your CV. And it should be something that makes sense in the industry. There's plenty of people that you see and they have titles that make no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like yeah. recently I saw something like uh, expansion content platform lead, something like that. I was like, what does that mean? Like it, it like it doesn't add up. Like I recognize the words. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, so what you need is also provide. You see, this is where it becomes hard. It's like you need to find something that makes sense to the rest of the industry, and at the same time, at the same time, does it make sense for you to have trackload of titles in your company, especially in a company that is not extremely big. Um, so becomes a bit, it, it's a weird territory uh, for me. What I was trying to say uh, until now in very, okay, in wordly, uh, wording it very poorly, is that title, role, and responsibilities overlap. They are not I don't think one is necessary for the other to mm. uh, to be there, especially when it comes to a leading position. What I'm trying to say also is that um, with, with these words <laughs> is that um, you can have a title as a lead, but if you don't act as one, people will still not follow you especially if you don't have people management responsibility because you can have a title as a as a lead but it it's an empty title because you don't have actual power on anything it's like mm -hmm. you can't fire people so yes uh, uh i mean a rose is a rose doesn't matter how you call it uh so <laughs> <laughs> um 
But you can have extreme authority just because you act as one. I, I remember having this exact conversation with my boss years ago when he proposed me and uh, three other people in the company to, um, to uh, take over the responsibility of leading the platforms we had without having a title, without having a change in title. Mm-hmm. And all of us at that point in time was like, uh-uh, that's not going to fly. <laughs> <laughs> if I'll need to work for that, that means additional responsibilities. I wasn't aware how much, but I knew that there were some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and exactly why people should listen to me. Um, I didn't realize at that point in time that people were already listening to me. Okay. Yeah. That I was already acting as a lead, not only within the team, but also outside of the team. People were coming to me because I was filling gaps in the organization. I was thinking about how to make some processes better, how to uh, help another department, how to connect with someone else, how to uh, uh, streamline uh, some, uh, some work. And that wasn't on my that wasn't my title. I was, a, actually, was it, I mean, my title was senior, but I was totally not a senior. <laughs> uh, I, was a, I was an engineer. That's what I am. I'm a software engineer. But still, I was doing additional things for my team and outside of my team that people were recognizing and they were coming to me because of that. People were listening to me because I was the one organizing certain events for, for the team that nobody else has done because I was like, guys, we need to figure out how to, um, uh, how to onboard better our people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not that I managed to produce the most beautiful onboarding. I swear to God, it's terrible, but <laughs> still that way. So, <laughs> and we have a very good retention that I can say. <laughs> um, so yeah, I knew that the title would have made a difference, but it wasn't, It now that I have it, I know that it doesn't make as much of a difference as I was thinking back then. <laughs> I, yeah. I should have said that 15 minutes ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> I mean, I, I before I, I was the director of engineering at my previous company, I, I was part of a small, maybe four or five person team. And I, I felt a bit bored with just programming at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I just started looking into processes and into management a bit. And then I thought, huh, if I were the manager or the team lead of that team, what would I do? And then basically that's, that's what I did, even yeah. without the title. And I think it worked beautifully. It was, it was a fun time, um, probably a lot less stressful than the actual management job then. Yeah. You see, ah, this is genius. Yes. This is what I was talking exactly this week with another engineering manager. He's also on, or he was also on the backend team. Like both of us, I actually, he said it first, but it, it's absolutely true. What you just said, without the title, you have freedom. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> yes. if you don't want to anymore, you don't have to do it. Yeah. There's that. And it's not defined. Therefore, you can do 
actually whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's true. Yes, this is not I I am not an engineering manager. Therefore, if I want to I don't know, go and uh fix the uh onboarding for the iOS team, I can because I am not that. I am just someone that sees a problem and, you know, fills the gap. Yeah. That that's it. I'm I'm actually doing you a favor. <laughs> Nobody asked me for it to do this. <laughs> Nobody's paying me to do this. So, um, and, and and there is to some extent there is m much more freedom in doing that uh, because everything is. I don't know what's the English for it. In, in Italian, we say that it's um, uh, fat that trickles. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, yeah. it's just the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cherry on top kind of yeah <laughs> yeah so i i found that it was kind of a nice i don't know way to try this out without yeah. fully committing which yes. sometimes is also nice to to see or or maybe even to say hey i already did that don't why don't you give me the job i can point to things i've already done yes that is sort of yeah uh so there's that um so as the reason why I'm talking about this is that uh, at the moment um, I'm trying to, uh, I always say I'm trying to, I am doing, um, I am creating informal roles uh, for um, people in my team uh, because I need help. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need help and shaping those roles a little bit more formally then and you take care of that uh is is a way to better set expectations about what you are supposed to do and what you are not supposed to do mm -hmm. um and that should help also uh the people taking over those responsibilities doing exactly what they need to do without feeling lost as i felt for a while uh, yeah. or while that trying to yeah. or that they feel that they're basically overstepping yeah their bounds right yes um so what i would like to uh, to do is um we have this concept in 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 my team of concept owner that at the moment we have tied we ex have experimented with it a bit and it's tied mostly to a specific story this is something that lasts like a sprint, two sprints, top. Mm -hmm. What I really need uh, is help by the most senior people in, in the team to oversee projects that take longer than that. Maybe a few sprints. So this means maybe months. Um, because I, as much as I still believe I am the technical lead in the team, I cannot be there at that specific level. The level of details is too much for me for the kind of time and attention that I can pay yeah. um, to, to the topics. Therefore, I need someone that seriously takes it and runs with it. They just keep me in the loop so that then I can help facing towards the rest of the organization. But... Um, that's uh 
that's it. So what this is what I am doing at the moment. And hopefully I can fix, I can finish it for next week yeah. before I go on holidays. <laughs> because then from next year on, I would like to start rolling it out and see uh, how it works. But this yeah. is not a title, people. Yeah. So what we do is, so we, for better or for worse, we use Jira as our, mm -hmm. our software. <laughs> That's a project management tool. <laughs> and sort of there you basically have two levels, right? You have an mm -hmm. epic and then you have stories attached yep. to that. And basically an epic is so something that's bigger than a story or two. Yeah. There's always one developer who is uh, responsible for it, who is then talking to everyone and he's exactly. who's writing the stories. And then sort of we try to evenly distribute the load basically so that everyone has, a, has an epic or two hmm. uh, to work on. Is there anyone in the team that doesn't want to do that? Um, Yes. I mean, if, if you've only been here, if you've only been at the company for a short time, of course, it's hard. Yeah. So we don't do that. And our front end developer also doesn't do it because all the things that we do more or less all touch more than just one project. And you just need to, I mean, he's, so he's both, right? He's the front end mm. developer and he's pretty new. So those, okay. I'm not sure which way is stronger, but yeah. Other than that, I mean, everyone has, has something basically. Okay. No, I and was then, asking if someone really didn't want to do that. I mean, we're just, no, not mm. maybe. No, not really. I mean, okay. there's, there's different preferences. So someone's more into infrastructure than, than, and certain topics, of course, we, we distribute it that way, but in general, not really. And do you put any limits depending on, I don't know, seniority. I mean, we are a team of four developers, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's the whole tech department. So there's, okay. <laughs> we're a bit smaller. So there's, there's not much process around it. I mean, we talk about all the epics each week mm -hmm. as part of our grooming process. And then that, that's about it. Right. And then we say, ah, oh, I mean, this hasn't moved in a while. Why is that? are we really working on this or do we just, are we, are we trying to be honest and we just put it somewhere yeah. on, the, on the back burner instead? Cause that is also something that I was thinking about. I don't want to limit this too much, but I also understand because I've been there how much work this is and how much context do you need to have? And I don't think it would be fair to give something, this kind of responsibility of an epic owner, let's call it this way, to someone that is uh, very junior, for example, very junior, that is junior, because that's not, in my opinion, that's not what they should focus on. Yeah. In their growth. That's of course true. I mean, we don't have juniors, yeah. so <laughs> we don't have the problem there. I could see some, some, I don't know, intermediate people being already able to do that especially if they have a long tenure in the company. Yeah. Because they already have, they know who to talk to, right? Like they're not. And I think that it's important also to think about the personal inclination. There are people that since this is not part of the uh, original set of responsibilities that uh, we, we give our engineers, uh, it's something on top of it. 
uh, then it's uh, or maybe for very late seniors, then maybe I could expect someone that wants to have that kind of title and level than to have to do something like this. But I wouldn't expect less experienced people to do that. That's yeah. It. Yeah, I guess it's a bit different for us because we are fairly short staffed anyway. So we have to yeah. take a lot take to do a lot more than just develop code. We also basically write all the stories, right? Mm. So there's there's over the last year I think more and more of the responsibility has moved into the development team because mm -mm. that's where I mean we are still more than the one product product manager we have, right? So he's yeah. <laughs> on his own <laughs> and he has to talk to everyone and then he has to figure out what to what we need to work on and then we just have to do all the work there yeah. basically because there's not more time the job of a product manager is extremely difficult yes because you're the one that everyone complains to right that and you are really <laughs> at the center of many how to call that power lines um mm, yeah uh, so everything converges on you and uh it, it's a uh, i over time, I have a, a I have a huge huge respect for a huge respect for for product manager. Yes, it's a very difficult job to do. It is. It is. Yeah, I've I've had I've known at least one that has basically quit because she mm -hmm. she was too I don't know she was uh, sort of the head of the product management department and everyone <laughs> talked to her and it was just too much. In the it's end. just too much. Yeah. 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 And they have to wear so many hats, if you think about it, because they have to understand some of the technical part. They have to understand the business side of it. They have to understand the product side of it. They have to understand potentially the data part of it, uh, data analysis and uh, and the like. So it's product development itself is a is a craft also. So yeah. design, user experience, it's. It's a very difficult generalist to be. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> okay, I guess we've we've covered the topic now as well. Yes. So, I guess let's see if we end up with a longer episode than than mm -hmm. most. Uh, I think I think so. <laughs> yeah, could be. All right. So, Monica, where can people find you on the internet? People can find me on Twitter. I'm back. Not as often as I was, but I'm back. Uh, at KF Molly with an I on Dev2 at Nirnaeth at the moment doing Advent of Code. <laughs> mm -hmm. So if you want to have the private leaderboard code, just let me know. Uh, we can put it in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and GitHub, same handle at Nirnaeth. All right, and you can find me on Twitter as UJH and same thing on GitHub. And I guess otherwise, um, not doing much on the internet these days. <laughs> Baking cookies. Baking cookies, yes. And you can reach us uh, via email at hosts at expandingbeyond.it. And if you enjoy this podcast, uh, you can either, I don't know, head to iTunes and give us a rating or maybe yes, even better, tell someone about it. I mm -hmm. think that's even more more important because I don't know who to tell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me think. Oh, I might have a couple of people tomorrow to tell about this. <laughs> Help us spread the word. 
Yes. Thank you, folks. All It's right. It's been lovely. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> bye bye. Bye.